October is Breast Cancer Month, and now that we are at the end of the month, I feel as though I should say something about breast cancer, breast cancer awareness, breast cancer knowledge for the benefit of all of those that are listening. Now, breast in our society has a very interesting function. It is definitely seen as a source of sexual attraction. It is indication that a female has reached a certain level of sexual maturity, but its primary function, I think we would all agree that its primary function is to produce breast milk, which means that it has a life-sustaining function, which makes it ironic that in 2021, this organ, which is all about life and life-sustaining is the number one breast cancer is the number one cancer in the world and although as the number one cancer in the world there's a real fear among women of being diagnosed with breast cancer and the treatments which are involved. It should be recognized by all of us that the number one killer for women is cardiovascular disease, particularly in the United States, particularly in quote unquote developed nations cardiovascular disease significantly outpaces the mortality associated with breast cancer, almost of a factor seven to eight times more women die from cardiovascular disease than die from breast cancer. Now, that doesn't diminish our concern about breast cancer, but we need to put this in perspective. And there's been increasing evidence if we can improve the cardiovascular status of women, we may actually be able to lower her risk for breast cancer. I have to say that I think it's a real disservice to women that there are so many recommendations as to when a woman should start getting a mammogram, how often she should get a mammogram, or and when she should stop. Whether you're listening to or reading from the U.S. Preventive Service Task Force, the American Cancer Society, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, International Agency for Research on Cancer, American College of Radiology, American College of Physicians, American Academy of Family Physicians, the recommendations will vary. And my question is why? Why is it so hard to come up with a consensus? Now, just this year, The NCCN, which is the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, which is an alliance of 32 cancer centers in the United States, issued their set of recommendations. And that was that a woman, that all women with average risk should start mammograms at the age of 40 and that they should get them every year. Now, why the NCCN recommendation should outweigh any of the others is a good question. And the bottom line, the bottom line is this, that each woman in consultation with a health professional and review of her relative risk will need to decide for herself when to start, 
how often to get it? Should she do a self-breast examination? Should the doctor do a clinical breast self-examination? This has all been pretty much put back into the laps of the female and her provider. And I say, so be it. You may ask, what do I do? I explain the recommendations to the women. I say that she should be comfortable touching her breasts, understanding that breasts has texture so that if there's any change, she can be alerted to seek further evaluation. I do continue to do breast self-examinations as a way of reinforcing and normalizing this practice for women. And I give women the option of starting either at the age of 40 or waiting up into the age of 50. And in terms of frequency, it will vary between one to two years, and I leave it based on the woman and her relative risk factors. And I guess at this point, you have to say, well, how do I know what my risks are? And I will briefly go through a couple of risk factors at the end of this presentation, and the more I'll ask a series of questions, and the more time you say yes, the probability is that you will be at a greater risk and that you should review this and discuss this further with your health professional. So here we go. Do you have a family history of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, or melanoma? Again, these are yes and no questions. Have you tested positive for BRCA gene 1 or 2? Have you ever had a breast biopsy? Have you ever had radiation to your face or chest, particularly before the age of 30? Do you have dense breasts? Or have you ever been told you had dense breasts? Most women don't hear this until they get a mammogram. But if you do, and if you've been diagnosed with dense breasts, know that that is considered a risk factor, a potential risk factor. Do you have a BMI greater than 30? Do you exercise less than three times per week? Have you taken menopausal hormonal replacement therapy for more than five years? Do you consume more than three alcoholic drinks in a week? Do you eat a lot of? Now, granted, this is a relative um, term, but do you eat a lot of ultra-processed foods. These are the pre-packaged, prepared meals, the canned and packaged foods, the fast foods, the trans fats. Yes or no? Do you eat a lot of these? Um, think, what did you have for dinner? What did you have for breakfast? Do you smoke? And have you been unable, have you had issues with fertility? Have you been unable to carry a pregnancy to full term? Have you been unable to breastfeed? Yes, no. 
So those are the 12 risk factors. And I'm also going to include one more. Are you African-American? We know that African-American women have an incidence of breast cancer slightly less than white women who have the highest risk for breast cancer. But black women for the past 10 plus years have had a higher mortality rate, about 40% higher than the next highest mortality rate for breast cancer. Black women have a higher incidence for triple negative breast cancer, which tends to occur at an earlier age. And for that reason, I am considering African-American women as high risk. So add all your yeses together, take them to your doctor, review them with your doctor, assess your cardiovascular health, and then be good to yourself. Take care.